We are talking to Matt Schreier, who is an American photographer who survived being kidnapped by an Al-Qaeda affiliate in Syria. He was held captive for seven months, tortured, and somehow managed to escape. He's got a new book out called The Dawn Prayer, which is how to survive in a secret Syrian terrorist prison. comes out today. Matt, uh, let's talk a little bit, and then we're going to move into the Canadian connection, but what, what was your parents' reaction when they finally saw you? Uh, well, my mother cried, of course. My father, the FBI, never told him I was missing. Yeah. And they went out of their way to convince my mother that I was okay because they knew they were estranged and that if they could make her think I was okay, she wouldn't call him. So in a bunch of emails, this is all documented, the FBI is uh, doing their best to convince my mother I'm the one using my cell phone, my credit cards, my bank accounts, and sending her emails in broken English. But really, that's where we bring in the Canadian connection, because you say at one point uh, you were brought before three Can- Canadian-sounding jihadists. So in other words, they were French-Canadian. Um, and that's who took your password, the credit cards. And I guess once you escape, you discovered that they had emptied essentially your accounts and had some things delivered to this Montreal address. Right, right. Uh, I mean, it might have been a Quebec address. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, but, yeah, we know for sure they're Canadians. The FBI has two of them in custody for four years, and several of them have moved back to Canada where they're living free men among you. I was flown out to Montreal uh, the November before last um, after the selfie was, after one of the suspects took a selfie with your prime minister and posted it on Facebook as his profile picture. Yeah, that, you, you and, tweeted that out the other day. And, and uh, if you right. go to Matthew's uh, uh, Twitter, and I've tweeted it out myself, you'll see the Prime Minister posing uh, with a man. You, you say he is one of your kidnappers. No, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's part of the cell. Okay. Uh, I didn't meet all the, everyone in the cell. Uh, the RCMP told me it's like a cell of, I believe, nine people. And he's definitely one of the suspects. He was over there. He was on the Syrian border at the time the purchases were made. He was with Hemrick Feet, mm-hmm. who mailed two tablets to himself under his real name and has since moved back to Canada. All these guys had their homes raided by the RCMP, and I was told that devices purchased with my money that I indeed provided the documentation for were confiscated and are in the hands of the RCMP. And also other evidence, uh, I tweeted out a picture of somebody who I identified in a photo lineup. And this this guy, uh, I didn't meet him either, but several emails between myself and editors uh, were forwarded to an email address, uh, I assume, because they were wondering if they could shake these people down for ransom. Mm -hmm. And this email address, when I cut and pasted it into the search engine of Facebook, produced this individual who the RCMP also put in front of me in a photo lineup. So he's definitely involved. And they played a tape recording for me of one of them speaking on a phone call that was tapped, admitting in French, Matt Schreier, that was me. Uh, and they have me, a credible witness, they have emails, they have text messages. They, they have more evidence than any case I've ever heard of. And so and begs the, R- the question, why aren't they the R- moving? Well, that's not really a question. You know, I can sit here and bash the RCMP all night long for taking five years. I mean, this, they told me this is the biggest case in the RCMP. There's 150 people working on it. And they were very confident that they had a slam dunk case when I was there and they promised me, and this is why we're not really getting along anymore. They promised me that early last year they were going to move in and make arrests. 
All they had to do was submit the evidence to Crown Prosecutor Linda Carey, which they did. I have an email saying, you know, we're gathering all everything up for the Crown now. This is February of last year. And Linda Carey, who just lost a case prosecuting a Muslim couple because they had a pressure cooker and a box of nails, mm-hmm. <laughs> has passed on my case. She prosecuted Ishmael Habib, and the only real evidence was a videotape that they obtained through entrapment. I mean, she has all the physical evidence in the world, and she will not move forward with a case. And you have absolutely no idea how much emotional distress that woman has caused me by doing this, because I can't sit here and say the RCMP didn't do their job. I can say it took them forever to do their job, uh, but they did their job and they got it done. And Linda Carey has completely turned my life upside down because I was pretty much over this, that these guys are never going to jail. When the selfie was taken and the RCMP called me and asked me to come down there, I was like, all right, these guys are never going to jail. And then they bring me down to Montreal and, and basically give me hope. And they tell me, we're going to get these guys. We're going to put them in jail for you. Like, they were so excited and, and confident. And this Crown Prosecutor, Linda Carey, doesn't even have enough respect for me to pick up the phone once. I've never even spoken to this woman and explain to me why she's not putting these guys in jail, why she's letting them live next door to you and your kids unmonitored to the point where they can get past the prime minister's security detail yeah and get close enough to shove a pencil through his neck. Yeah, it, it's quite it's, it's quite staggering. But look, the Crown, is uh, they work for the government. And so is it your view then that maybe they're being told not to proceed because of, of government direction? Yeah, my government. So, my government controls the RCMP. I mean, you guys are, they're a mom and pop shop. Let's face it. I mean, they can't get anything done without the FBI. I mean, there was that naval officer you guys put in jail for treason a couple of years ago. Who do you think gave you that intelligence? You think we rely on the RCMP for anything? No, they rely on us. So if the FBI or the State Department tells your government, we don't want you moving forward with this case because, you know, it's basically going to create a platform for Matt Schreier to go on TV and bash the FBI for doing this laptop uh, operation, your government is going to listen to them. You know, okay, so, so that's, that's the way it works. Okay, so you do believe that uh, under James Comey and Robert Mueller that you have been uh, used as a pawn by the FBI? I, Is that fair? Yeah, I can prove it. Uh, yeah, I can prove it. And the, the fact that I went on Fox News, the highest rated cable news network in America, over a week ago and said that I want to turn over evidence to the state, uh, to the DOJ, and nobody has contacted me shows you how huge of a scandal this is, because if it was nothing, they'd be like, all right, give us the evidence and we'll just discredit it overnight. No, they don't even want to, they won't even look at the evidence. And I've never even heard of anything like this in modern day American history happening where someone goes on TV in front of millions of people says, I have evidence about, you know, a very illegal operation and not one congressman, not one person from the internal investigation section at the FBI or the DOJ calls me. So wh- why do you think, then, that they don't want to, to get justice? What would be their motivation? I think the RCMP does want justice. They worked, from what I could tell, they worked pretty hard on this, and I could see it in their eyes that they really wanted to bust these guys. Like, they were excited. They said, this is going to be the biggest terrorism case in Canadian history. That's what they, that, those are the exact words. They said it several times. They wanted it. These are questions that I really can't answer. The only person that can answer them is, is Crown Prosecutor Linda Carey.
And like I said, she doesn't even have the guts or the respect to get on the phone with me. And if anyone from your house calls her, she's going to give you the same answer that she'll give any other thing. This is part of an open investigation. Well, then why does Matt Schreier have an email from the RCMP saying they're gathering all their evidence and submitting it to the Crown, which means they're done. They have enough to move in and make arrests. All you have to do is give the green light. Why won't you do it to carry? I don't have a lot of time left, but, you know, our government tells us that there are, quote, you know, 60 terrorists who have returned uh, from fighting overseas. I think that number is likely much higher. We don't get a lot of information. None have been arrested. If they have, they've certainly not been uh, made public. Um, And then you've got the the men that you are pointing the finger at. Um, Do you believe that the men who were involved in, in your situation, do you believe that they're either a sleeper cell, that there's there's more activity that they're planning here on Canadian soil? I mean, I think they're too smart to do that. Uh, they know, <laughs> I mean, they're on Twitter. Their faces are on Twitter. If they're, I, I mean, if, if I didn't go public or if I got my head cut off, yeah, they'd be a serious liability. But as of now, you know, as, as of coordinating a, an attack, no. But I mean, as of I mean, I think people are in serious danger of one of them just snapping and being like, you know, I can get busted any day. I might as well just go out and blast as many people as I can and go down in a hail of fire. So, yeah, in that regard, yes. But as far as I'm sitting and coordinating, no, I don't think they would get away with that. I think they're, you're more at risk at one of them just obtaining a weapon and going around and going out in the blaze of glory because, you know, he knows with everything that I'm saying, they can move in at any time and arrest them. And that has a serious psychological effect on somebody. Sure does. Matt, uh, just a stunning story. We'll continue following it. And, um, and I appreciate you joining us tonight. My pleasure. Thank you Thank you so me. much. That is Matt Schreier. And you can read all about what happened to him because it's a fascinating story. And certainly um, it's now being heard across the country. The book is uh, now on sale. It's called The Dawn Prayer, How to Survive in a Secret Syrian Terrorist Prison. That came out today. We'll follow up with that, and maybe I'll call the Crown and find out what are they waiting for. Certainly leaves uh, many, many questions. That's On Point here. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.